1: Hi, welcome to this uh, special episode of Wolves Fancast, It's 200th episode um, on the podcast. Joining me, David Evans, this week, we've got Luke Thompson, of course. Hello. We've got John Bab. Good evening. And actually, we've got three very special guests on our podcast this week. We've got Aaron Carey. Thanks for joining us, Aaron. Yeah. Uh, Carla Keeney. Nice to be you. And Matt Murray. Thank you. we Matt's house as well, which is even more special yeah, this podcast. I'm too lazy to go out. But, <laughs> oh, do you know what, I've just finished working, that's why. So, very nice. Pleasure to have you
2: here, guys. Thanks for much. A Massive like, gorilla in the background as well, which you were telling us about before. Yeah, that's, that was my uh, present off, yeah, off from my friend Robbie Keane, obviously. when yeah. he have to together. Friends. And just a little bit of banter. It's <laughs> my special friend. You've <laughs> me, I have to drop that in there. Um, yeah, so obviously give me a little bit of stick. A um, bit of banter, so that's there in
1: it? Are you it's, still in touch with Robbie Keane over at yeah, LA?
2: Well, cause he, he wanted to come to Sir Jack's funeral, mm. but he he had to go to the White House. He said to apologise, he's going to see Barack Obama, his mate, who he's met about four or five times now, because obviously they won the um, the MLS and yeah. he's MVP and all that. So, yeah, speak to Robbie a lot. Don't get to see him as much because he's in LA, but all the boys from the youth team. It was great to see Adam Proudlock the other day. Mm. Uh, yeah, still speak to yeah, all the lads, Jolie and Nails and everyone. so we had a good set of lads and uh, yeah like these guys do as well who they came through with we yeah. we'll keep in touch
1: I was trying to think the other day about how to kind of stop the first question to ask and the first one that came to mind was as as a kid what was it that drew you all to becoming a goalkeeper Who wants to start uh, yeah I'll start um, I didn't want to play in goal to start <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I wanted to be an outfield player um, but I, sw- I think when I was really young I just enjoyed getting dirty in the mud um, and <laughs> So, playing in goal was the best best way to do that, really. Um, and then, sort of, as I got a bit older, I was always sort of better in goal. And then, sort of, realised that I probably should not play striker anymore because I didn't score enough goals.
0: <laughs> what sort of age was that? When you, when, when you made the sort of that was it then, you, you were
3: goalkeeper? Um, well, I think sort of coming to Wolves pretty much made that, really. Um, I was actually still playing up front when I came to Wolves. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'd, uh, I was playing up front for my Sunday league team, and uh, my friend got a trial, and they didn't have any keepers at the time, so I just thought, just put my gloves on and see how it goes. Really.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't really come to Wolves necessarily as a goalkeeper.
3: I come to Wolves to tr- try as a trial as a goalkeeper, yeah. but I wasn't playing it. I was playing up front at the time. Yeah. Right.
0: And I hope Maybe. you doesn't
2: mind me saying, but I think that when Carl came in, he had great, great feet. Like because you can see he played Anfield totally the opposite from me. And very very comfortable on the ball, two footed. Kicking was brilliant, and he was very effective in goal. But technically, I think you might admit he yeah, no, were
3: difficult. Yeah, because i
2: would
3: not um, i would not really had any goalkeeper training really. So um, as Matt said, I was like very raw. Um, couldn't catch anything straight at me. But if you put it in the top <laughs> corner, I probably could, I could <laughs> take it out, uh, keep the ball out. Really, um, yeah, that was. That that was how it was for me, and then sort of as watching sort of Matt Murray and Michael Oakes sort of started picking up things and things started clicking a bit more as a as I got into my later teens, really.
2: I think though that's where if you, I was with Bobby Mims at Sir Jack's funeral, and uh, Bobby would say Bobby Mims was a fantastic coach, but when Carl came in, as you say, he could save, and keep the ball out of the net. So that's the first and foremost: can you keep the ball out of the net? Have you got a desire to do that? Carl had that. But technically, as you said, I joined Wolves when I was nine. So I had a goalkeeper coaching, goalkeeper coaching, all the way through from nine, all the way through. But what Carl was, was a very, very quick learner. And it's the same with Aaron, was a very, very quick mm. learner. So Bobby looked at him and thought, right, we've got the makings of a keeper here. He's got fantastic feet, you didn't have to coach. But you got the athlete, so let's do it. And then told him once, twice at most, and bang, it was there. And you worked really, really hard. I don't think you missed a day's training in about four years. And it came from you, even the side-to-side stuff, as yeah. you say, your hands were a little, it's called yeah. them quite hard hands, now very, very soft hands, bang, technique. And you wouldn't even know that he's, he's coming into the game so late, where I think you've got other goalkeepers who maybe played, who found their own style um, back in the day, maybe like a, a Neville South or something like that, and, or Anthony Amy, people like that. You could tell that they hadn't been coached and coached, but that style, Ben Foster's got it. He's got a very unique style, very, very effective, but technically... You wouldn't say. Whereas Carl's very, very technically good. And then Aaron came over, didn't you, from Ireland?
4: Yeah. And
2: you worked really, really hard as yeah, well. Yeah, I was probably the
4: same as Carl. Like I came over when I was assigned, when I was um, eighteen on my eighteenth birthday. And before that, I was the same as Carl. Like I played right up on, until under fifteen as a striker for the year above me. I was playing for a striker. So as striker, then the year below me, they had like they were playing in a cup match one day, a big cup competition in Ireland for underage people. The FAI Cup, it's called and uh, it's massive like it's highly highly regard- regarded for all like young lads in Ireland and it's that's their aspiration to win that but we were playing in the quarter final the year below me I was playing a striker for the year above and the year below the manager didn't really fancy the goalkeeper because he was a bit small so I played a lot of Gaelic football when I was quite younger and um, you know I was good as Matt said like I was about Carl. like you know he had the attributes he was big you know and he could keep it out of the net and same as me really I was technically very very poor when it came to Wolves at first but that's how I started one day the manager thought the goalkeeper was too small and he put me in goals for the year below and just really took off from there that was under 14s under 15s type and then you know I, I got into the game quite late as a goalkeeper really so I did and came over to Wolves when I was 17 18 and like Matt and Carl say like I, my technique was completely non-existent really mm. so it is but I had a desire to keep it out of the net like mm. and I was good at keeping it out of the net and coming for cross and stuff was part of my game but as I was younger I, I played as a striker too so you know and I didn't really get any good goalkeeping coach until I came to Wales so I worked really hard with the goalkeeping coach Pat Martin and obviously I had Matt Murray was still there at the time when I came over he was brilliant with me and then Carl Akemi as well like you know he was he was top notch took me in under his wing like and just gave me a little tippers. so I worked really hard in the game with Pat and you know got rewarded really getting yeah. into the team last year so it
3: was good I think it's yeah, important just to say that yeah. sort of when I come in I had Matt yeah he, like, sort of when Aaron come in uh, uh, like he had me obviously I sort of knew what well, as a, I was in as a stage before but I think when you sometimes see the finish like not I'm saying, not the, the finish article at all but when you see someone who's doing it more comfortably now you, you just didn't think that day ever was in your stage yeah. when that actually was uh, I was that person that like dropping mm. balls and finding it tough technically, so I think it's important when you've got good mentors. Mm. Like You need the like role models, yeah. don't you? Because yeah, yeah.
2: I, I had Stowley and then I had Oak, <coughs> who were really, really good pros. So Stowley used to take in the gym and stay mm. behind and work with you. And as you say, you take a lot of their, their traits, if you like. And then, and then when I started playing, they were very, very pleased with me. And then when these guys start playing, you're buzzing for them, yeah. you know. It's, it's it's really strange, you know. And we still speak now, and you, you drop a text. But I I got told early doors you getting goal. That's yeah. quite big. And I used to play outfield, and I was quick, and I did score a few goals. But quite often, you didn't really build up from me because my touch used to go closer to <laughs> our goal. Than their goal. So uh, I got I just say join walls as nine. And and to be honest, the reason as well was believe it or not, I was the little brother. So my brother's mate said, if you want to play, you got to go and goal. Go go. No one else to do it. So then you end up playing year above. These guys probably played. He said you played year
1: above. Yeah. You played year above again stands you in good stead, and uh, and that was the reason. Really, you, you talk about all those goalkeepers like yourself and Mike that When you come in, when you came into the club, did, was there ever a sense of pressure or inspiration knowing that you were following those kind of great goalkeepers, or was it kind of a mixture of both? Yeah. Um,
3: no, it wasn't. Um, I wouldn't say it's a pressure as much, uh, I think obviously because me and Matt look similar, you're always going to get
2: compared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm the poor man's car well, like <laughs> you basically, this is what you say, on a night out or anything, anyone look straight past me, do you know what I mean, and look at the big man? <laughs> and say, I've got the dodgy knee and the skinny legs, <laughs> <laughs> he, he looks good. Yeah, um,
3: I, I, I think that's just a part of goalkeeping isn't it really, you're always going to be compared to the person that was in goal before and... Obviously, sort of when you had like Matt, Matt's a legend at Wolves, oh, isn't he? So, so. you're always going to be compared <laughs> yeah, to like yeah. Matt and like, other legends like Staly as well. So, but I don't think it's a pressure.
2: Yeah.
3: I think because of the sort of bond you have with the other keepers, like uh, obviously I speak to May quite regularly and Michael Oakes and everyone else that was there, like was really good with us. You sort of it's not a pressure. They all actually want you to do well as well. So. Yeah. I Assuming um, Wayne the same in that, in, yeah, in that obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. everyone wants you yeah. to do well. Like yeah. maybe we've maybe a bit different because me and Wayne were similar ages, so probably slightly more competitive yeah. edge. Really, yeah. Matt, Matt was always I'm old, basically. M- yeah, <laughs> Matt was a bit older, and obviously Matt was if Matt was fit, Matt was playing really. Um, but with me and Wayne, it was always a bit more, like, a bit tighter really.
2: Yeah you still get on well and, that, yeah, and still that's, and that, and that's the well. thing it's a very unique position mm-hmm. because really you're not going to get a chance unless someone gets injured or has a loss of form well you don't want your mate to have a loss of form because we've all got on well you, you, you go to certain clubs or you speak about certain clubs and the goalies won't serve each other now I used to try and serve them properly but I used to go off all over the show <laughs> you know? but you know you've got to serve each other properly you've got to encourage each other and you know when Wayne came in for me when I got injured before West Brom you know I said to him you go and you go and get that shirt you keep that shirt Carl unfortunately had got injured before, so that would have been his chance. But he, you'd hurt your your ankle, hadn't you? Was uh, it your ankle? Yeah, I had a few problems. Yeah, he had the problems, yeah, he, yeah. and and he was like, he was fit all the time. Then a few times when I, when I was up, uh, it'd he, he, been your chance, wouldn't yeah. it? And then so then Wayne came in, took over, and but it's very very hard, as you say, it's a unique position because there's only one place. It's not like you can go and play right wing if you're a right back or come mm. on here or there. You don't really play, so you have to encourage each other, work hard. But we always had, and that's a credit to Bobby, Mims, and then to Pat Mountain to keep the so they kept the atmosphere right. They also kept you working. If you weren't playing, you need different work, and we all got different attributes. Um, but I say we all got on really, really well, didn't we? We always had that nice, mm-hmm. that nice bond, that nice vibe. But I say there is only one of you can play, and but like that's why it was in a way that I've had to retire, and then and then these come in, and it, it, it's great. But then when Aaron. I remember when you stepped in at Gillingham and yeah. I was commentating on that game. And you're thinking, you know, it's a big thing. Carl had been keeping clean sheet after mm-hmm. clean sheet. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going, and, and no disrespect, it's one of your early games. So mm-hmm. they're probably thinking, let's test this young lad out, yeah. do whatever. So well, when he just, steps up to it and comes and takes it... <laughs> yeah. you're probably it a, a horrible bit, night as well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Difficult conditions, yeah. live on Sky, yeah. all those things. And probably his fans as well, you yeah, are yeah. a little bit... Well, I don't know why it's you. like, But when even when your mates come through the... For the youth team, when they when them when it's their turn to make their debut, the first few games you're always a little bit. Yeah. Nervy no, for him because you think, don't, do make, him stay, yeah.
0: don't make him I think you would had that good game again. Obviously in the penalty shoot out against Warsaw, yeah. I think people had seen that and that helped probably. Yeah, well, it's yeah. always like when you're coming in
4: following someone like Carl's footsteps, is like tremendous and like set the bar so high. This, mm. Like there's always going to be like comparisons, yeah. isn't there? So you know, if, like I have a strong point like or come for crosses or something like that. There or kicking, and you're always going to be getting like ref, ref, reference back to Keynes where he does that nine times out of time every week. You know, mm. or I. Might do it seven times out of ten, and they're saying, like, you know, I don't know if, if we're having him as a keeper. Or that, but that's like, yeah, that's where you got to be very mentally strong yeah. as a goalkeeper. And as Matt said, we all stick together. Like, mm-hmm. and you know, when, when Carl was out like, injured last year, and I got the opportunity to come in. You know, the first person who rang me was Carl on the on the Friday before the game. Like I was on loan at York and got recalled and you know, it was brilliant. Like to have him to ring me before the game and just like just tell me to go out and enjoy it and just do what you've been doing in training was like brilliant and like Big Matty as well sent me a text before the game and, you know, just encouraged me as well. So to have that backing as well was, was absolutely brilliant. Like as but, as you say, like it's, we all get on really well, and it's a quite unique position, as Matt said, you know, even when the team's not doing well, the goalkeepers all stick together, and you know we have, we work very hard together like and push each other on like myself obviously being a bit younger than Carl, and you know seeing him what he's doing in training and seeing his high standards, that's where I want to get to and you know he helps me get to there and I, I'm trying to push him as hard as he can to make him a better goalkeeper as well, and it's vice versa, so so like even with John Flatt, younger keeper coming now like he should. He's trying to push me as far as I like. You know, he, he's trying to get me out of this squad to get his opportunity, and that's just the way it is. But like, you hold no grudges. It's, you're like, you know, probably Keem's is one of the best mates at the club, like as well. So you know, everyone gets on really well together, and it's quite unique, really, as Matt said, only one can play. So it's like it's why it's called yeah. keepers' union. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. stick together.
1: When you're in obviously in a match most of the time. Your, your teammates will be on the other side of the pitch attacking and you're on your road. you watch own. Wolves <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. so you'll be uh, you'll be on your own so what? how do you kind of stay focused and don't day drift can this <laughs> <laughs> or has there been any times where you, you have day drift thought have I left the kettle on or I need to get off from the shops later yeah, on Matt probably not. didn't think that
3: uh, Matt was I remember watching that that was very intense before the game <laughs> I used to uh, I
2: used to get sick before being games.
3: sick yeah I remember being I sick, sick before,
2: before games and there, stuff like yeah. the early games yeah I was yeah. My, he's laid back Larry right Keems is the most chill geezer ever nothing phases him which was a great quality again mm. that you saw and came in um, I'm more intense so when I used to play I used to have my routines I had to follow he, he wouldn't care really if he didn't even warm up probably he looked, <laughs> I mean when you do warm up you do it properly yeah. but Nothing really phases you, you just take things in stride. Where well, I was much more of a routine, I ate this at this time. I did this, it's not superstitious, just a routine. And did all my affirmations and I had to work with the psychologists a lot because when I played England the 21s or when the first promotion season, yeah, Wolves were dominating games a lot of the time. But then that's where I think that's <coughs> been the thing you were really, really good at last season, you know, especially obviously that, you know, last season when we were really dominating, obviously, this year as well, but last season we dominating games, but then you make that big save, and I think that's a sign mm. of a, you know, a top goalkeeper, a Courtois or whatever. Mm. When you're a good side, you go there, bang. Not much to do, but you know you're there and keeping your concentration. And I think that I don't know if you felt you improve with age with that. I, I, yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I think you, you just probably get a bit more
3: comfortable in mm-hmm. your own skin and not worrying, not worrying as much as yeah. as you was before. Really, um, I, I did make a conscious decision at the start of the season that. Sort of, I, w- I wanted to make match winning saves really, and yeah. obviously worked worked on it in training and sort of maybe thought about it a bit more than just just going out there and hoping that I make saves. I, I wanted to sort of make a difference to the team really, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, that was probably a bit intense. And I've I, I've took bits of that. Like I, I'm, I, I think I'm probably when I'm working. I'm working and focused and intense. And then as soon as i stopped, I can relax a bit. Um, but we've all got different ways. and yeah. No, <laughs> that's no that's one's saying that. It, it, yeah. I'm right or Matt is wrong. Or but vice yeah. vice.
2: So that concentration was something that worked for me. So when I, when I I before I used to get... Once I got into the stadium, I relaxed more. And then I like my first touch and everything in the game. And I was, and I was okay. Um, but I needed those nerves to drive me on. And that's something I really, really miss, that adrenaline feeling. I don't know if these lads say it, but on a Friday night going to bed, you do feel different. And then Mm -hmm. Saturday morning, wake up, your stomach feels different. Even though in your head, even though when you're saying you're fine, you have that adrenaline. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know, you're going out to perform and that that risk of failure, that thing of, sort of of to perform. But you have to, I did a lot of work with psychologists so that it didn't take consume me. Mm -hmm. So then I used it in a positive and everything I did It was a positive, positive feeling. But sometimes in games, I was a nightmare. I'd be thinking, what am I I rocking tonight? Am I going out? I'm probably actually more nervous about asking the missus if I was allowed (laughs) (laughs) that. As I beat you to that. (laughs) Uh, I only start looking around and doing all that sort of stuff. But I used to have a thing that when the ball went out of play, just rubbed my hands together. So that meant I was concentrating. It was a free kick, rubbed my hands together. So it just kept me focused on the game. And I used to chat chat rubbish, sorry, from the back, just to keep me... (laughs) Keep me involved.
4: What about you? As a youth, yeah, just... I'm. I'm, to be fair, I'm quite laid back. Like yeah. I just do Best bit of information I got was when I went on loan to Warsaw. Our advice I um, fellow called Mick Kearns, um, used to play for Wolves, goalkeeper as well in Warsaw, and he told me one game. He says you're not concentrating enough in the game, and I was like wondering what more I could do. And he says you should be coming in after the game, mentally absolutely destroyed. Your head should be fried. Like and uh, since he said that to me, I've just. During the game, I've just been on it, like, straight away, mm-hmm. and I've been trying to come in tired after yeah. the game, like, you know, because, I say, like, Carl last year, like, when we were playing, no disrespect to teams in League One, but we were dominating teams, mm-hmm. and I remember a game against Colchester, I think we were 2-0 up, and a big guy saved the penalty towards the end, and you could see, like, you know, how much it meant mm-hmm. to him, it actually saved that penalty and to all the lads, and to keep the clean sheet, but probably for... 75 80% of the game, he probably had nothing to do but to keep mm. that concentration and you know the mental aspect of it to save the penalty. And you've seen his reaction after, which was brilliant. But just an example of it like I, uh, me being laid back last year, played against Preston, remember, mm-hmm. and a yeah, guy yeah. shot from the edge of the box. and I thought it was going over comfortably over, and it turned around and it, Hit the crossbar! And like <laughs> I thought, it went out for a goal kick, yeah, yeah. and someone was throwing the ball back in quick, and then turned around. and just hit the crossbar. And I just picked it up. And I remember. After yeah, you, I remember looking at you, thinking, "Yeah, keep, you look like you did it on purpose. Do you want to give yeah. corners away?" <laughs> <laughs> I remember Keem's after just going to it as a. My heart was in my mouth. That was just too cool. Like so, like, I'm like, I'm laid back, like, but I'm like Matty. The butterflies before yeah. and the adrenaline is amazing. It's the best feeling ever. Like it's, it's, it's how it is Yeah, I
3: do. The, I do get like the the butterflies. Actually. It. I prefer to have them butterflies and yeah. that sometimes. Because um,
0: yeah, sometimes you don't, mean yeah. you're you yeah, yeah. Is it? Is, is that the crowd though that does that? I mean, is it? Is it the big match? The crowd. The I think thing. it's like a pressurized situation. Like
4: you know, mm-hmm. what I mean, you, you know you have to come up with you know come up trumps and if
3: say I don't feel right before the game or what, not that I don't feel right. I just don't feel that buzz. Yeah. Uh, consciously, as soon as I come out, just look all around the stadium, just to like, look look at the fans there, then I realise where I am now, then that will switch me into yeah. game mode. There's sometimes where you're going for a warm up and some, you just. I, I, I'm terrible. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, and and they're sometimes my best games, to be yeah. honest. Like, I'm terrible Is, in warm up. Oh,
0: sorry. As a, as a fan watching, you often look as though you're just in your own bubble to me. Before the game, but like when you go on the when you're walking off before the game, this is mm-hmm. you, you look as though you're just in a total zone of your own, and you don't really seem to be looking at what's around you, you're just in a bubble. Yeah, I think it's, I
3: think when I when sort of walk out, sort of obviously do the handshakes and all that sort of stuff, and then I think as I'm going back to my goal, or maybe as I'm lining up, I'll have a quick look around if if I'm struggling to sort of switch my mind on, and then. As soon as I get back, then have a good look yeah. at, at the fans and then realise that like, I'm not, I'm not going to let you like, or oh, do my best not to let everyone down today. Yeah. So mm. um, then that would just switch my mind
1: and then get them nerves in and then realise that you, was, you're when, here and ready. When you first played your like, first home match at Molyneux, was it ever surreal that you thought, hang on a second, I'm playing in front of like 20,000 for, for me, that was the thing. when, cause when I,
2: Before I'd ever played in the first team, I always used think, that was the thing I used to say to the pros, is what's it like to play in front of a crowd? That's the thing I always wanted to do. And then lots of kids ask you that. But then, like the guys are saying, you actually then need that crowd. You do It doesn't scare you. You mm-hmm. need it. You mm-hmm. want it. And yeah. That's what gives you that extra buzz. Because yeah. in the day, it's just still a pitch. You know, we'll be playing at a it's still a pitch. But that feeling. Molyneux, if you play a resi game with Molyneux, you feel so different and echoey. But when it's full, it's buzzing, mm-hmm. it's yeah. brilliant. So, um, but yeah, my first few games, then it, I was more aware of the crowd. Oh, what are they saying? This and that. Oh, those <laughs> songs, some of the songs are brilliant. Yeah, some yeah, of the band, yeah. and you always hear that one voice that comes out. Like, <laughs> Maurice, brother, quicker or something like that. That's the one you hear when everyone's going. Like, yeah. But, um, I love playing away from home. I love the away fan. Don't worry, Molyneux is fantastic. Yeah. But that, when you've got the away fans behind the goal, or when you're playing, then how good is it when you're away from home and someone thinks and they're giving you a stick
1: I do you make, feed off that yes. does that make you think I'm going to shove this down your throat yeah, because yeah, you can't be it out with words so yeah. I'm going to retell <laughs> it out with, you think, they're saving the top bin like yeah, yeah. they're calling you all the
2: names saying how ugly you are and you're that. <laughs> asking me where my neck is and, <laughs> and all that sort of yeah. stuff you know Warsaw used to give you a stick and throw the ball back at you and everything and when you've made those saves and kept a clean sheet and walk off it's the best feeling so at home it's fantastic and you get that buzz away from home when you feel like they want you to fail, apart mm. from all yeah, those fans yeah, that are yeah. real vocal. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think
3: as I've got a bit older and played a bit more, I'm slightly more relaxed. I think, say like we've made it the first few games, you probably noticed the crowd and Miley new looks a lot bigger. Your first few games, and you're yeah. thinking, oh, there's twenty six thousand people here, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, feel like a lot of pressure and sort of stuff like that. But I think. As I've got out now, like I said, I, I'll sort of realise the crowd as I'm walking out. And then it's a bit weird, but
2: I don't feel like I hear them. Yeah, dude, you, you just mm. used to, I used to like lock mm. on the ball. So when the ball's at the other end, you might be more aware of the yeah. crowd and this and that. But when the ball's in your area, mm. that's all you're seeing. You, you, yeah. I can't explain to you, they, the crowd can't affect that. Mm. Because they can't touch it or move the ball or blow it anyway. Yeah. You just end up keeping the ball out and, yeah. I don't know, and just just worrying about that. But say so it's when you, when you win but I think the when you win at Molyneux and always score that noise that was a remember I was thinking i don't always like to score at Molyneux well first game we lost 1-0 at home so I didn't get that <laughs> and then when we beat Preston 4-0 it was brilliant and I remember that so they're the things you remember but 26-30,000 at Molyneux feels great mm-hmm. if you play at, I played at St. James's Park in the 21st 25,000 because it was half full Felt mm-hmm. does that make sense yeah, or yeah, any yeah, stadium yeah. I don't know if you agree yeah, any stadium yeah. that's full yeah that's when it feels yeah. good. I was lucky that when I first came into the team, in two thousand and two, the FA Cup was still really, really. You know, we even in the early rounds mm-hmm. against Newcastle, the yeah, third yeah, round, yeah, full yeah, yeah. Leicester, yeah, yeah. you know, at least yeah. still full. Do you know, yeah. what I mean, played Rochdale, and so we still twenty other. You know, it was. Yeah. It was. It, 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 it wasn't. You know, it wasn't treated the same.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that as well. I think uh, ever since I grew up, the FA Cup was. The one yeah. thing that you really looked yeah, up yeah. to, really, yeah. it was like you remember. I remember waking up in the morning and watching it from yeah. like nine, ten o'clock yeah, yeah, until yeah. three yeah. o'clock, so three, four it. o'clock till it kicked off. And yeah. even the sort of the, the games, the third rounds, you'd get really excited about it. And I, I remember the games. against Newcastle that Matt was in yeah. about um, like full house uh, at Molineux. Made work. me feel old. How old <laughs> were you? <there? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> <16, right? laughs> uh, but yeah, it was. It, just sort of last its, yeah. last its magic a bit, but hopefully, with this round, with a few upsets,
2: it's yeah. sort of build d- up again. Do players, as players, do you feel FA Cup
1: no. rather, you know, I'd love do to you feel it. like that more? <laughs> yeah. Because I know the media spin it now, like the FA Cup, and it's very media sort of biased sure. that like the FA Cup doesn't care, but as players, no, no, is for it still me personally,
3: because I grew up watching FA Cup, yeah. so I, I remember sort of. Magic days, mm, um, yeah. where where this was probably like the one cup. To, I, I think people even looked at the FA Cup in the same regard as the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah really, so.
2: A lot of my friends who've won it, they they buzz off it. My first year in Wolves full time, we got to the semi final. I was involved in that cup run, sat on the bench against yeah. Charlton, Wimbledon, home and away against Wimbledon. So then when Don Goodman scored against Leeds, yeah. and then playing Arsenal the semi final. So straight away, obviously having that experience mm. as well, you we just I just had the bug and. Gave the fans great times, didn't it? And seeing more than you four, yeah, in some games was fantastic. If I remember
1: that semi-final, it look incredible.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, well, well, the was result wasn't. Yeah, it? No, but right, Villa but Park, it was great. We yeah. won against Arsenal. we played well. I mean, if you, if you look at it, this season, you know, Jackie sort of rested a couple of players against Fulham.
1: Um, then Sunder- Sunderland was would have been a winnable tie. You know, you beat Sunderland, then you go into Bradford, and before you know it, we could have been in the quarterfinals. You know, so. Yeah, it's
2: a thing yeah, and the fans were like good. a cup run, but I still think yeah. he went quite strong. Right? Yeah. Yeah. He didn't oh, yeah. did want
3: he did Courtney couldn't play because cup of his titles, cup tied.
4: Pickle was just coming back from hamstring, yeah, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it? So it's
3: coming back So he did want to play two games, so <laughs> I think he played a strong Yeah, position actually, yeah. actually could to be honest. Yeah.
0: This is what renting furniture with Feather looks like. Pieces that fit your style and your space and cost less than your monthly phone bill. Oh, and did we mention delivery and assembly included? Feather. Start renting at livefeather.com.
3: So I don't think he wanted to, he didn't want to do even the the, the other tie. We had a a game on the Sunday we got Blackburn, yeah, man, yeah, 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 and then we played the Tuesday, Saturday, and then right? think, uh, mm. Blackpool on the Sunday, uh, Friday, uh, Saturday, sorry, yeah. and he didn't really change the team that much. So I don't think he, I don't think he, I think he wanted to go through. that yeah, was just yeah, think no, it's it's one, it's one of those Gow's things. Good to see Arthur, yeah, yeah. and that. you should have won the yeah. game. really.
2: should
3: have won it. should it twice. I think it was the same for both teams, but the snow kind of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was it was crazy, crazy it. that that, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, that It, not, it just it. out of nowhere. I'd never played in that before, anything yeah.
3: like that bad. I didn't see Edo's goal. I
1: actually
2: didn't <laughs> see <laughs> it. everyone was
1: celebrating, I was thinking, we scored. See, <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> don't concentrate. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, I'm going to ask you. Uh, we, spoke, we interviewed Scott Goldball at the start of the season, yeah. and he said that uh, yourself and Lee Evans have got the worst banter in the dressing room. <laughs> I'm just wondering what Dress your... it. So banter, banter. Oh, oh, banter. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering what your response to that
4: would be. Uh, it's very rich coming from Scott Goldborn, You'll see, this wears some naughty gear every day. Like he's got this hat. I don't know if you ever seen Breaking Bad, where yeah. Walt wears the hat. He wears that in every day with a pair of tracksuit bottoms and a long black jacket. I like But you know, I mean, you got to be able to give it. If you're able to take it, give a bit out. And, you know, yeah. I've. Uh, I was a young. Uh, country boy coming from Ireland, coming from <laughs> Ireland, so i was used to wearing wedding clothes and stuff like that so uh i'm happy I'm, I'm happy and comfortable in my my own uh are going to give me a bit anyway so <laughs> <laughs> i'm happy in my own style and you know each to their own isn't it uh, i'll take that on the chin but um i'm sure scott like you know he he sees himself as a bit of a fashion icon but you know I what about his banter though he's keen in your banter yeah. Scott Goldman can't really talk, he was the last seen in Vegas, so. <laughs> <laughs> it's the last time I've seen him. Oh, uh, I, I, I take it on the chin, really. So, well, Lee Evans, you know, I, I'd agree with Lee Evans, because. You know. Yeah, I think I think Az is a bit harsh. Lee Evans. Is his is band dead. of dead, is, is it? A, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Go and give us a
3: little. A good, I can't even give you anything that he's done. It's no. <laughs> that bad. He's, he's
2: got that bad. Mm. this boy's ruthless I'm more i I'm more a th- one-liner yeah, 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 yeah.
3: I think I'm more just a I've always kind of been that person who just sits and listens yeah. and then knows when I'm coming <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. know that's going to be fun yeah. T-
2: timing is everything <laughs> yeah. and he just hits you with something and you go wow that's decent <laughs> and he knows that hit nerve. so with me he tells me it's a good job he's got a widescreen TV to get him ahead in on <laughs> and I guarantee if I check my whatsapp and wolves ain't playing. There's a good chance
1: he's paused a <laughs> picture, <paused laughs> on Saturday, or whatever, and took a picture of me. And he's asking me, "I'm all wearing that blue suit again." <laughs> he's he on blue suit. He's on the size of my head, and he'd just be banter like that. So, but he's like, he he batters me. He's real funny. But then he's like, he feels a little bit bad for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but
3: yeah, I, I've had it a few times, I'll yeah. probably say that. I probably have gone a bit too deep. Yeah, and yeah. like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's always funny, man. And yeah, he came yeah. to me
2: as well because
4: my missus runs the show. <laughs> so But he's the same. I think, though, Dave Davis was the best banter before he left. Mm, yeah. Yeah. He could take it to a different level. <laughs> and I was like. Him and Sylvan, you know. Yeah, I think I think Silvan's probably Kevin the Kevin Foley as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah Foley don't like getting it though. No. Sylvan has to go to a different level. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, if you get into a banter with Sylvan or uh, Dave Davis, there was no reply. You just might as well just be quiet and not say Just pick I've, I've, got, I've, got, I've
3: got Dave Davis on toast.
4: Yeah, big dogs has <laughs> Big dogs got, uh, Dave but, on toast. As uh, shaved and, his head? Yeah. <laughs>
3: Yeah, he shaved his head when he was a kid, so he couldn't really say anything. anything. <laughs> so many <laughs> of every Wednesday. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, Sylvan and Kevin Fowler, he, he just, like, Sylvan was probably Thried the best. Up each other. But if Foles started getting on Sylvan, Foles was the only person that could take <laughs> Sylvan out. Really, like, so... But we have got a few. Uh, Michael McDonald's. Jacobs. McDonald's good. Yeah. Michael Jacobs. Michael Jacobs like a yeah. minor, minor, minor man, man as well. he? Yeah. Yeah. Says
4: nothing for a couple of weeks. And then he won't talk for about a month and then just come
3: up with something that we have you in stitches. Yeah, and yeah, so. There's quite a few lads that uh, have got a good banter. Kevin
4: McDonald's very funny as well. Yeah, He's got that dry Scottish. Yeah. Looks like oh. him and Doherty have got a nice little relationship Yeah. Look. Matt Doherty's stiff, so he is. <laughs> very, stiff. <laughs> very stiff.
3: Yeah, very stiff. <laughs> So he's got, got good What about know. the French boys, Sacco and Dick Arda? Sacco's not bad, actually. Yeah, yeah, Sacco's yeah. uh, got, got involved a lot more lately. I think He's, he's got English some gear, or, though, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's got, he's, yeah, he's got some gear, like some yeah, it's a rass- piece. sparkly stuff. Sort of, uh, he's <laughs> yeah. just mental. Body.
2: You get other boys who have not liked, so Jodie Craddock, Matt Jarvis, people like that, and they never, you didn't really banter them, did you? Because nah. they are just so nice. Mm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you feel
3: guilty for Batman yeah Yeah, yeah. some people you have to do it with someone
1: that actually will take it yeah yeah. Um, this is as as we said this is our 200th podcast so we did a bit of research and we think Carl that you're coming up to your 200th game as a professional goalkeeper really we believe
4: Sean has is, that (laughs) 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 probably yeah probably yeah
3: yeah, 200 yeah I I suppose it's an achievement to be honest I think I should have I should have played more games yeah. maybe, when I was younger, even if it was being out on loan or whatever. I Missed it a lot through injury, but yeah, I'm happy to get to 200 games if I if I do get there, and um,
2: yeah, hopefully I get 200
1: more.
2: Yeah, that's the thing it's frustrating because that's what you do. Like, I only played 100 games to the Wolves, and I always think I do not play more. Mm-hmm. It really winds me up. And but you you did well with that though. That was something that I always admire Car for. It was when we were. You always wanted to get out and play, didn't you? Yeah. So, more clubs than Tiger Woods, but you know what I mean? He got out there, he did it. I and mean, that's how you learn your trade, though. Going out on loan is so, so mm. important. You did it, didn't you? Yeah. And then you came back in. Yeah. You've seen lads who are playing now. So, go out and learn. Is you know, it
0: like, easier to go out on loan as a keeper because of your position? Um, no, uh, not particularly. I wouldn't say it is. I, no? I, I think it's quite difficult, really. Yeah. Yeah. I've got away
3: go Matt will tell you as well. I remember Matt speaking to me when he went out on loan, and learning. it's not necessarily enjoyable because you're with a bunch of new teammates who you don't know, unfamiliar surroundings, you're sitting in a hotel room Mm. on your own a lot um, and you're just waiting for Saturday to come, you're away from your family Mm -hmm. and in hindsight, it's probably the best thing I've done where I've got myself up and gone out alone as much as I did Uh, because it's given me experience of when I did actually play at Wolves. I had all sorts of experience Mm. before at
2: a lower level yeah well some of it was great like Middlesbrough was a really good loan wasn't it yeah. it's a, long, a lot of travelling and you saying you know you, you go out table for one sometimes like <laughs> there, you know table for one cinema for one blah blah blah, blah. It, it is what it is because those guys are up there and they're settled, on them if there's not a few that go on alone, then you're there and you're doing your thing but you have to go out and play but it's difficult in a way because yeah. often you are going to a smaller club hmm. And sometimes they look at you. I found like that, like you. What mm. car are you driving? What isn't it? Oh, do you look? No, I want to come here. I want to play. I want to try and help you. You help me, and let's go in. And you yeah, that's when I'm saying you found some goalkeepers at certain clubs who aren't like us guys. Who all work each other properly. Someone trying to stitch you up because you're mm. coming in to go and play. And yeah, come on, yeah. Man. It's not my fault you ain't done whatever you've yeah. Yeah, yeah,
3: so I was fortunate to have like some really good loans where I actually mm. did enjoy it, like, like Middlesbrough and QPR. Like, I really mm. enjoyed them, but I did have other ones where. I've still done well, but I just didn't enjoy it. The sense it probably gave me the hunger to do well yeah. at a club like
2: Wolves, cause I just yeah. thought... I, I went to Yeovil, um, uh, Kingstonian, I went to Slough in the league below the conference. You went to
4: Telford, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I went to Telford, yeah. So yeah. It's, it's an eye opener, it really is an yeah. eye opener. Like, um, when you're going into that place, it makes you realise how lucky you are. To be at a club like how big of what how big Wolves is and you know yeah. um, I was I was on loan at York last year and I enjoyed playing the matches but I hated the Monday to Friday as these guys are saying I was staying in a B and B in a little box room like you know trying to get food sorted you just you don't have a routine when you go yeah. on loans you know what I mean yeah. you, That's what,
3: even your food situation you sort of go there <laughs> and try and do it right yeah. And then all you've got in the menu is like beer, battered fish and chips, blah, blah blah. And you sort of try and speak to the chef to see if they can do anything. Yeah. Just awkward or whatever. And before you try and you try and eat, there's only so many times you can eat the same meal. Yeah. And then you just kind of think, well, I have to go and have this or have that. And then all of a sudden you you go in with the best intentions to do right, but it's sort of if you're difficult, it's not. It's not always easy, and I'll just give up an example. This was quite funny, really, but um, I was at Accrington Stanley. Uh, first game, it was in the conference at the time, and um, first game, I just expected you to have pants with your um, match kit. Uh, so they didn't. So it's either wear my pants that I'm going to wear from all the shot all the way back up to Manchester, <laughs> and the coach, or I'll go without. So first minute of the game, uh, one-on-one, come straight through, Someone's studs went straight through my uh, private bed. Oh. Um I had a bit of a Really for me this. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> If you've ever had a stud gash across your your thigh or leg or anything. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, we're doing all right, are <laughs> yeah. imagine, we? Imagine, imagine, imagine That's why you don't shower with king. You know, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I m mean, imagine it imagine it on your private yeah. parts oh. and stinging, so uh, at half-time halftime, had to wear somebody else's that dead ball foot causing that much pain. Uh, oh yeah, these little things like that that you realise
2: that Yeah. So basically, you got studded in your thigh that caught you in your. No, no. Out. I said imagine,
3: <laughs> imagine oh, you've been studded yeah. in your thigh,
1: <laughs> and imagine that sort of pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Aaron, you've done some work for uh, Wolves play recently. So yeah, yeah. You. How Have you found that, and is that something you want, might want to do post football?
4: Yeah, um, I obviously got after flare style five nil defeat against the lobby. <laughs> <laughs> I think I so, saw you
1: I think uh, I saw you walking out the ground as well. Yeah, and, so I, and I, I realized like, you've done a, that game and I was like, yeah. Oh, you're not gonna be happy.
4: I had like a player camera on me as well and I was banging the table and all sorts, <laughs> but no, it's been brilliant, so that has been uh, really opened my eyes to um, you know, something that maybe I might be interested in doing in the future and I've already spoke to Paul Berry, the media officer yeah. um, Quite interesting, maybe doing a media course at Stafford. Like, is something that um, down the line, further down yeah. the line, that uh, could be, you know, so you're not limited where you, to where you do it. You could do it in Ireland, you could do it in England. Yeah. So it's been a great experience, and you know, I've um, really have enjoyed doing it. Uh, the only thing I'd say is that ha- it's hard doing it when I'm I, for, I get, like doing Wolves games because obviously all the lads are your mates, and you know, if you can't really be. You know, yeah you gotta got choose yeah, yeah you gotta yeah, yeah. choose your words as well and you know, say if somebody like somebody makes a mistake, you you've got gotta try and like, you know you gotta soften it up, it, soften it up <laughs> and you know, it's, it's that's the hardest part about doing it, but no, I've quite enjoyed it and you know, done it with Mikey Burroughs who's excellent yeah, like, yeah. but Quite a long way to go, but the catch off the big guy, yeah. we're all just
3: copying Matt. Yeah, we've come
2: through as goalkeepers copying Matt, and now we're all on the radio trying to get to Matt's place. So Mike, Mikey taught me to be fair, but it, it's good the the radio, but it's difficult as you imagine because they ask you sometimes about tactics or yeah. substitutions or what yeah. aren't we doing great, and then the gaffer might go, All right, so we, we didn't switch play quick enough then. We weren't pressing that. You're thinking it is it, hard, it's hard enough when you just Commentating on fellow pros, yeah. let alone if you don't. And as you say, yeah. everyone knows these guys, these are his mates, yeah. and, and you feel for them and you hurt them. Yeah. And you're hurting like they are because you, you, you're one of them, you know? So yeah. it is difficult.
1: Um, I'm going to go on to some questions for our listeners from social media. Uh, so Adam Thompson has said, what's the in your, each of your opinions? Greatest save of all time, and do you think a keeper will ever win the Ballon d'Or? I think a keeper should win the Ballon d'Or. Yeah. Um, I thought it was very disrespectful
2: when people try to say how's Noya being selected how can a keeper be mm. selected look every you know we talked about Keem's in the promotion season last year top keeper making big saves yeah. so final noise fantastic goalie yeah. there are some top keepers out there very very important and I think no team wins anything without a good goalkeeper mm. will one win it I hope so um, I don't see why not uh, especially now that they're not only seen for making saves are so important in how a team plays and the greatest save of all time. In the way of, I think there's a difference. The yeah, saves that yeah. you see that are fantastic. I think of, say, Schmeichel. You see them every week. Fantastic yeah. saves. But I like it more on importance. But play yeah. final, that's what I'm going to That's so forget not it, isn't it? <laughs> I'm talking about my save.
1: <laughs> that wasn't the question. The greatest save of all time. Not from me. It depends how you interpret it. I'm saying yeah, greatest
2: save of all time because <laughs> you said Peter Schmeichel. There's nothing to do. Sheffield
3: United Cardiff. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. <laughs> no, I think
2: importance, I think importance is safe. So, you know, when a team are uh, Hanging in there, one nil, or it could be nil nil. Keeper makes a big save. Team go down the other end, and and go and win the game, or, or it stops a momentum change. So it would be a save like that. So I'll have to have a, I don't know, I for me the best keeper in the, in the moment is Courtois. David de Gea, for example, gone. I go with his saves this yeah. season. If you're gonna go this season, David de Gea against Liverpool, against Everton, mm. made some phenomenal <laughs> saves, and then that made the team go and win the game. So for me, that's what I'm gonna go with. Yeah,
3: um I, I remember Schmeichel save, I think it was Juventus Champions League. Um he was sort of a Gordon Banks sort of save. That, that's one that stands mm-hmm. out yeah, but it was cool. important, it was an important save as well. Um yeah, so that that'd
1: be a that be a save that I'd remember. How about yourselves, like your own saves? Any particular ones you, you kinda of stand out for you? I
4: haven't seen one, yet so <laughs> to... <laughs> um Probably for me, but it was against Warsaw a penalty shootout yeah. like you know, and um, because it was my debut too, like and just I think the, s- the second penalty save, one onto the crossbar, like fuck, well, made me made me feel good about myself yeah. after, like and kind of realised how like to have, wh- where I was, and you know it was to do it in front of the side bank as well was, probably probably my best save, well, the one I enjoyed the most anyway. To be honest, I don't really remember so, that. I'll what? go. I'll What's say for where, you.
2: Blackpool away, mate. Yeah. When I can't tell you, you were outstanding. Yeah. And they won the game. You made three in a sh- about 10 yeah. seconds. Yeah. yeah. I would have gone crazy yeah. on the radio. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great.
0: You got Man of the Match that night, didn't you? Yeah, what I you? I did, yeah. yeah.
3: That night, like, yeah. Um, I, I used just look a bit weird like in that, but Matty, my, Matty and Nazar might be the same. But I just remember moments, probably when I was younger, that probably changed, like, maybe shapes to where I am now, so. I remember playing at Aston Villa Reses and uh, sort of having a really good game, and then got my first pro contract after. That. And I remember the first time I actually come for a cross and clattered people. <laughs> I, I, I remember that and how that made me give me the confidence to clatter more go people. And do it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, try and clatter more people <laughs> like Matty. Um, yeah, so there's obviously saves uh, that I've made probably as a pro, but. Certain saves and moments that have probably paved my career
2: more For think. me, there's moments. I agree with that I think that as goalkeeper, I think everyone can make saves. Yeah. Like, you know, Carl talk, He came in and he made the save. you can make those top corner saves. But as you get older and older, and the more experienced the better coach. You understand how to play your position. So he did. He played Sheffield Wednesday away the other season. and He drew nil nil. Yeah. And he made one save, but I thought I said to him, "We had an outstanding game there." and the reason was they had a big team he come and took the crosses he kicked well on a difficult pitch he made the one big save but your all round game does that make sense yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think when you understand goalkeeping when you understand the position that's what you know Gillingham thought he came in and he looked assured he mm. kicked it well difficult condition he said yeah. handled it well took the crosses could do nothing with the goal and they're the things and for me I think I made my home debut against Reading I came and took a cross a long way out. I can always see it now. Thinking, when I was on my way, I was thinking, what am I doing here? <laughs> <laughs> but I jumped higher than I never jumped. And I took it, and then the fans started singing my name and all that. And that, for me, I felt gave me an identity with the Wolves fans and set me on my way. So, yeah, everyone makes saves. We could all put
1: gloves on make saves, but that, that's for me the thing. Uh, Paul Felton has said, who's got the biggest hands? I know doesn't really work with the podcast, but who's got the biggest hands, Maybe Matt, yeah. 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 yeah.
0: yeah.
2: <laughs>
1: Yeah, <laughs> big hands, big <heads>, gloves.
2: Big <laughs> um,
3: yeah, but I what's the, I wear a size eleven glove. Yeah, I'm eleven, but I think
2: I don't think I'm, I'm that size. that is is that I've got sure. <laughs> yeah, big old hands. And they only dissipated my wedding finger, so I can't wear my wedding ring. That's a shame. <laughs> what about you? I'm
4: size nine. I've got small, small hands. What about Wayne? Hennessy
2: had the smallest yeah, yeah. hands and the yeah. smallest yeah. feet. Yeah. Uh, we've got a
1: bit of an odd question from Jared Williams. He says, uh, What's the best hair to have as a goalkeeper? Is it best to have the shave and look or have it on top? Tell him, he's taking the <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what you <laughs> you a thing. What will look at Hugo Lloris. We'll look at
0: The early photos oh. of you as a youngster? It with was with, with oh, yeah. oh, very, very early. My full
2: started pushing on when I was 23 <laughs> right as soon as I got engaged now I actually play with just the front line I have no defence no midfield or anything is are pushing on as well yeah, my full
4: backs are higher than what Barcelona play <laughs> <laughs> if you know that say so we're all going we're all going so and then, uh, is just miraculously came
1: back <laughs> uh, we've got James <laughs> I started growing on my back <laughs> before they say it. <laughs> uh, we've got James Fielden who says, Who's the best goalkeeper in the English leagues not to get a cap for their country? Matt Murray didn't get a cap, did he? Under 21s. Not the <laughs> cap. Yeah. It's true, isn't it? Yeah.
3: Yeah. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know whether
0: James is probably more thinking at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. we'll just give Matty a little shout out. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> we are in his house.
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think Mat- Matt. I think Matt was on the way at the time I remember there was a mm. of talk yeah. about, about the England Cup and mm. unfortunately Blackburn first game in the Premiership, and then sort of like
2: sure. <laughs> you know UK to me we did Blackburn the other day and it was 1-0 we won but the big screen showed all those goals going in and he was warming up I could see him <laughs> looking at
1: the remember yeah, <laughs> be, wow yeah. And what were you gonna say, sorry? I, I think
4: the big dog like's one of the best. Yeah, he's best going, you know. Definitely outside of the Premier League. My opinion, like I think he's good enough to play in the Premier League without a doubt, and you know, I think definitely good enough for mm. it. obviously Keems has got yeah. he can play for Nigeria or England, but either or I think he's good enough to be in either sport. Does he get Denver.
2: embarrassed taking a but hundred percent he's playing better than I was when I was getting you know what I mean? talked about maybe and you know the England coach mm-hmm. scouts used to come on and say things he's playing and his all round game you know my distribution I could throw it but my kicking wasn't good enough probably to play at that level Where he's off two feet you know no problem he's got the clubs in the locker and I believe that I think with me you were in a few younger squads weren't you but because okay. I came through the end of the 16s you're sort of in the system Yeah, I think sometimes you become a bit fashionable does that make sense mm, Yeah. Me? where Keem's is definitely good enough I've worked with
0: I've got of a bit, I can't, I can't who have Nigeria you got well, that We keeping it we, out. out
2: remember the one week on the phone we checked it out and they've got I think they've got two keepers who just play in the Nigerian league they have no disrespect but You'd think the championship was a better standard than I think. I think.
3: Uh, I think with Nigeria. The, the main keeper is their captain. Is it? In, in and, the end, yeah. So the the main keeper's captain. I think. He, I think he plays a Leon. I think. Uh. So he's playing at
2: a good standard. I'm not sure. Poor research, Luke. <laughs> poor research. <laughs> I'm not sure who else is there. No, Did they ever ask you though? Because mm. I I got asked because when I because I'm I'm adopted, but I am half Nigerian, but so I don't know if I'd have been allowed to play. But when I was playing in Mick McCarthy's first season, someone flew over from Nigeria did a thing and then put it in this some Super Eagles magazine and there was a talk of what I go and play for and obviously for me I got injured so it didn't turn out to be a decision I had to make but I probably wouldn't have gone there because I was adopted so I yes I'm half Nigerian in that way but because I've had no Nigerian court in my upbringing, yeah. yeah, if that makes sense yeah, I wouldn't I don't see it as a career move but for you you know, you've got a lot of Nigerian coaching, yeah. you know, you've been over and everything. So what do you do? Yeah, I think I got, um, so sort of when I was, <coughs> I was younger, I did get called up
3: uh, for a squad. from think Barty the manager then, um, but I, I was injured at the time, so I couldn't go. But um, yeah, it's something I'd consider, obviously. Nigeria is a big footballing country and got, got a very good team as well, so it's obviously something... You make your dad proud as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, exactly. My, well, dad,
0: you would have the, the possibility of playing in a World yeah, Cup. Yeah, There's yeah, a
3: chance, is yeah, yeah, anyway. exactly. yeah, yeah, the biggest thing. Yeah, I'd make my, my dad and my, yeah. my whole family proud in Nigeria yeah. as well. So, yeah, it's something I'd consider, yeah. yeah.
2: So it's not just a quick. I believe playing for your country is an honour. So yeah. you obviously play for Republic of Ireland, you know, you play, you've been in senior squads, yeah. so you know what it's like. <clears> and it's a real, real honour. Mm. And that's why I think, for me, it would have just have maybe done it for a career move, that wouldn't have been right. But, say, for Carl. See all those people you'd make proud, and if when you you know if you gone play for Ireland, it'd be be fantastic, wouldn't it?
1: Last question: What would be each of your kind of top tip for a, a young, aspiring goalkeeper coming through? What kind of advice would you give them?
4: As young as you can, try and get some like goalkeeping coaching or some description, because I wasn't lucky enough to get that when I was um, young coming through. When I was fourteen or fifteen, I had nothing. I just was. When I went, when I turned to be a goalkeeper it was just a couple of shooting sessions at the end of training and joining with the rest of the lads and I think when you're fourteen, 14, 15 or even younger, that's when you really get your technique. Would it be right in saying like, you know, when you really learn the you know, the aspects about goalkeeping and you get your foundations where I came into it later when I was seventeen or eighteen and I was playing catch up and still am playing catch up to, to other lads that have come through like systems and had proper goalkeeping coach, so my one one tip would be try and get some you know some level of goalkeeping coach at a young age and just keep practising you know practice 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 and
3: um, mine would be probably not to give up because we all all we'll have moments where I think the world's against you you've made a bad mistake in a game yeah. and you are going to go for that again where you make a bad mistake in a game but it's, it's all about picking yourself up really um, I think that's main thing as a goalkeeper because you're always going to make mistakes but as long as you got that determination to to keep going um obviously ability levels that, that's something that can't always be controlled but if you're mentally strong to to keep going I think that's the that's the biggest thing as a goalkeeper ever because you're always going to go through dips of form and you're always going to make mistakes but you start throwing the towel in then you're you're really going to be gone so and
2: that'd be my biggest advice. Yeah, and I'd say you—we're all talking about a mentor, so you watch and learn. Yeah. So, I think for young keepers, maybe look at someone that you can model yourself on. So, if you're a six-foot goalkeeper, go and watch—you know, like a, a, a Michelle Vaughan or someone like that. Don't try and be a, a goalie of six-six who comes and plays in that way. You play to your abilities. You don't have to be—you know, they're big goalies, small goalies. Play to your strength. Watch and learn. Understand about your positioning because you will develop as you get older, you develop and you, and, you, and you learn your position and just keep working hard. Like these guys saying, don't be afraid you're going to make mistakes. Everyone thinks they can play in goal and tell you how to do this and that. But the specialized coaching, speaking to keepers watching it, then you understand it. You learn and you learn, and you learn and just have that desire to keep the ball out of the net. Don't always think you can make the perfect save, mm. try and save it and go from there. But with the coaching and the repetition and the practice, it really really helps and just work on your, on your all round game every little bit it helps because that's what and be good with your feet because that's what they all want now 70% of your touches are the goalkeeper with your feet so, so really 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 work on your distribution which I think is a big part in these guys game as well and I think we'll
1: leave it there thank you very much Guy to take the time thanks, out to, to speak into us who's eating the last biscuits <laughs> then <laughs> uh, thanks very much for listening to this uh, Two Hundred podcast special we'll be back as usual next week but for next time we'll see you there